You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 131. Today, I'm talking to special guest, Sonia Stringer, to help you uncover what's really driving you. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Mr. James Wedmore here. How are you? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. This is where we take an in-depth look at how you can grow your business, not by working on your business, but by working on you. This is about doing the deep work, the stuff that it really takes to become the person that you need to become to create an extraordinary business and an extraordinary life. And today's episode is no exception. Oh my goodness. So I just wrapped it up. It's with my good friend. We're in a mastermind together, Sonia Stringer. And I spoke to her that when we met up in Texas, Dallas, Texas, a few weeks back, and we're just talking and we're, you know, networking, hanging out, chilling, relaxing. And, you know, we got into some of the stuff that she's done and some of the work that she's done to become so extraordinary and really create the things that she's created. I mean, She's gotten the chance to, she was a national sales trainer for Tony Robbins. She's immersed herself in personal development for 25 years. And I said, what are some of the things that have really had the biggest impact? And she talked about the work that we're going to get into today, which are these drivers, these drivers that are driving the bus, even though we think we're the ones driving the bus. So if you find yourself feeling stuck, if you feel like you have been spinning your wheels, If you feel like you know everything and you've been taking all the right actions and you're still not getting the results, this episode is required listening because my good friend Sonia is going to take you through a quiz that helps you to uncover these drivers. It's kind of like, you know what it feels like to me? It's like, (laughs) if you ever, is it when you were a kid, did you try walking up the down escalator, right? Have you ever done that before? the escalator that goes down at the mall and you're like, I'm going to run up that. And it's like really hard. You can't walk up the down escalator because it's moving faster. So you have to like speed walk. And when you speed walk, you're like moving, but staying in place. So you have to like run to actually get up it. That's what these drivers feel like. By the way, we all have them. We all have them. So what a lot of people do is they try and just run faster up the down escalator, right? You think, okay, I'll get to the top if I just run faster. No one ever thinks, what if I just turn off the escalator? <laughs> what if I just turn it off? Then I don't have to walk very fast at all. That's what these drivers are like in our lives. It's like you're spinning your wheels, you're taking action, you're moving forward, but nothing's happening because there's something else in your life that's going in the other direction. There's something else driving and it's driving in the opposite direction of where you want to go. I loved this episode. I love this episode because there is also a quiz and a download that is really valuable. I printed it out. You guys should be printing it out as well. 
It'll take you through a whole process. I actually got to share my results from the quiz, which I'll be honest, was very scary to me because I get to be a little vulnerable and real. You know, if you think I have all the answers, I don't. I don't. And I get to share like, here's where I get screwed up. <laughs> you know, Here's where I'm all messed up. Please fix me, Sonia. And it was awesome. It was really great. And Sonia had some just great insights. It was a fantastic conversation. And she's just, she's extraordinary. She's amazing. So I cannot wait to get into this episode. Why am I still talking? Let's go ahead and do Sonia's bio. Okay, so Sonia Stringer. This is someone who started her career working as a national sales trainer for Mr. Anthony Robbins. We all know good old Tony, or as I call him, T-Dog. Since then, she's been immersed in personal and professional development for over 25 years. Today, she works primarily with female entrepreneurs, and she's helped them create businesses that change their lives and make a huge difference for other people. And she does that primarily in the network marketing and direct sales industry. She's developed an online community that serves over 500,000 women globally. She's also the founder of Women United for Change, a group of women entrepreneurs who help women in developing countries change their lives through entrepreneurship. Now, even though... Sonia does a lot of work with women. This episode has nothing to do with whether you're male or female. In fact, like I said, she takes me through the process of uncovering my subconscious drivers in this episode, and we work through that together. It was so good. So without further ado, let's play that episode. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with my good friend, Sonia Stringer. Sonia, how are you doing? I am great. I am great. I am so glad to be here. Thank I got you. I got to say, I have to acknowledge you. I have to thank you because, you know, I just went out on a limb and asked you, getting to learn more about who you are and what you do. I just went on a limb to ask you, hey, can I get you on the podcast? And I just have to say, like, the work and the energy that you've put into preparing this episode, I really, really appreciate that. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it is absolutely my pleasure to be here. And James and I met through a pretty cool mastermind group that we're part of. And I have to say, we are both so lucky to be in that group. It's just full of some of the most gifted speakers and trainers and online marketers out there. And James, without a doubt, you are one of the smartest guys in that group and definitely one of the most generous. So when you asked me to be part of this, of course, I was just absolutely pleased. I paid her to say that, folks. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah, very, it's that's, very true. And I'm sure that's not news to your listeners. You are yeah, an incredibly gifted and incredibly generous person. So thanks for inviting me. Very kind. And again, like what you've done for us and for our listeners, they are in for such a treat today because something that I think you and I both look at Especially as, as you look in the industry, I think people are overwhelmed. I think there is no shortage of content and information on how to grow our businesses and how to reach more people and become better marketers, better authorities, better leaders. Yet people are still stuck. People are still not seeing results. They're spinning their wheels. And so this episode is all about uncovering or discovering what's really driving you. So let's start there. Sonia, what is that all about? And is that what's is is uncovering that? Is that what's going to help us get unstuck? Absolutely. That is the million dollar question. You know, what's really driving all of us, especially as entrepreneurs. And, you know, first, I just want to acknowledge all of your listeners, because the fact that you're here listening to this podcast is a lot about you. You know, I'm assuming that you are 
a self-employed person or started your own business and we're definitely kindred spirits. I've been self-employed for many years and obviously James is too. And, you know, in my experience, there's just no greater path of personal development than the moment you decide to become an entrepreneur. Obviously, so many people do it these days because of the lifestyle and the financial reward. But truly, to me, the greatest reward is who you become in the process and the amount of growth that you get to go through. And I acknowledge you also for taking time out to listen to James's podcast, because the thing I loved about, you know, when we were talking, James, about what you're doing, there are so many strategies out there. It's so easy for people to get overwhelmed. There's so many ways people can be building businesses these days, especially online. So there's no shortage of training or support in the strategy department. But I think we can all get very fixated on that and perhaps not pay enough attention to what's going on with us. And in my experience, it's kind of the 80-20 rule, you know, strategy and tools and training as it relates to your business is really about 20% of our ability to create what we want. And the 80% is paying more attention to who we are and our own level of awareness and personal development and consciousness, you know, all of that truly impacts what we're creating in life more than, you know, just the strategies that we're learning. So I love this topic and I love sharing this topic because it's very simple. And yet, to be honest, of anything that I've trained on, this creates without a doubt the most radical changes in how people feel and the kinds of results they can create in their life. So I'm very excited to share it. And I just want to be very transparent. This isn't my original work. This is actually based on a concept that was developed by a gentleman named Thomas Leonard. Those of you in the coaching world, of course, will recognize Thomas's name. He was the forefront runner of this profession. He's really the guy that put it on the map. And if you want to find out more about Thomas, you should go to www.coachu.com or you can get access to all kinds of amazing training. But he inspired me with this work. And then I, of course, have you know kind of taken it and worked with it and refined it and working with my clients and have come up with something that's a little bit unique, I think. But yeah, just to kind of point out why this is important and how this might be showing up in your life. You know, as I mentioned, I think as entrepreneurs, it's so easy to focus on the externals, to look at how can we get leads? How can we develop traffic sources for our business? How can we develop content or offers that we can share with our prospects and our clients? What are our sales conversions doing? What's the marketing and advertising plan? You know, it's all that external stuff, but we may not be paying as much attention to our internals or what's going on with us and where is our own mindset and our own level of awareness. And oftentimes, when I'm working with clients, you know, especially the ones that are doing very, very well in business, there's these odd patterns that show up and they may not even be fully conscious of them. But as we're talking or we're working through things, you know, it becomes obvious that there's something off. There's something off in how they're feeling or there's something off in their behavior. And this can show up in all kinds of ways. So maybe those of you listening can recognize this. But, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where someone asks you to do something and you are fully committed already. And yet you have the hardest time saying no, you know, it's like this knee jerk reaction. And before you know it, you're actually saying yes to another project or another commitment. And then you're kicking yourself afterwards. Mm. Or, you know, as a business person, obviously we have a lot on our plate and we often will know we need more time off or we need to get to the gym or we have to eat differently. We have to take better care of ourselves. We totally get that intellectually. But yet there's something that keeps us sitting at the desk working long into the night. 
So, you know, there's these like little behaviors that show up that start to indicate that we're not fully aligned. We're stuck, like you said, and they can show up in all kinds of ways. I've had clients who are just absolutely brilliant at what they do. And then suddenly they'll start procrastinating or sabotaging projects for no reason, no conscious reason, right? Or they know that they're neglecting other priorities in their life. They're not spending enough time with their family or their spouse. And, you know, they totally get it intellectually. And yet there's something that's really kind of driving them, literally, to stay working through the weekend. And this also shows up on an emotional level. You know, sometimes we just have these like really profound emotional experiences. You know, again, some of my best clients suddenly will just feel very overwhelmed with their workload or they they suddenly feel like everything's just a big struggle. You know, they're overly frustrated and just feel like they're not easily producing the kinds of results or having the experiences that they really want to. I've had other clients, I've certainly gone through this where, you know, you work really hard to hit that next level of success or achieve that goal. And suddenly you're sitting there feeling really unfulfilled. You know, it's not what you thought it was going to be. There's like this empty emotional experience behind it. Some people I know just feel very, very sensitive to challenges or setbacks or rejection. You know, they maybe take things a little harder than other people. So all of these things are an indication of what's going on with us internally and what they're called. You know, the name that I gave them, these are, in my experience, unconscious drivers. They're things that are driving us unconsciously or emotionally to behave in certain ways or to have certain kinds of experiences over and over in our lives. There's these patterns that continue to surface. And they're really important because these drivers serve us in very, very profound ways. And they can also sabotage us. And for most of us, we don't know what they are. We're not even aware that we have them. So we can continue to be in this kind of hamster wheel experience, wondering why you know, we're behaving in certain ways, we're creating the same kinds of experiences or results in our life, and we're just not really aware what's behind it all. Well, you know, what's fascinating about this is it's, it's not just that they're subconscious drivers, it's that we're not even conscious to the fact that we have these at all. Right. Like, that they're that, right. like most people just assume, what do you mean drivers? I'm driving. Yeah, I'm driving right, the bus. Right. I got willpower. <laughs> right. And then you go, yeah, how's that working for you? Right. You know, right. and because there's, there's all those conversations that that you hear with like, you know, high performance entrepreneurs about like willpower fatigue and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. funny how that's like, let's try and take over the drive without even addressing the subconscious drivers. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point because generally these things are at play when we are feeling a sense of effort or struggle or Mm. frustration. You know, if, if you are quote succeeding in business or life, but it feels like a heck of a lot of work, you know, chances are there's some drivers in the mix that aren't really serving you because when we get fully aligned and we can talk about that later, things are easy, you know, work flows. I'm sure we've all had that experience where you get in that flow state where it's like, my gosh, it just, you know, it's easy, right? It's effortless and things just happen. And once we have a greater awareness of what these drivers are, we can certainly create those experiences more intentionally. Well, this is fantastic that you're saying this because for like two years now, I've had this podcast and all I say over and over and over again is that hard work and hustle and sacrifice and struggle are not the secret ingredients to success that most people say. And this is exactly Exactly, exactly why is because if we can uncover what is that force that's pushing against us, yeah, we can just find the downstream, the downhill path, and things become so much easier. And, he, and I have an example for you of just recently, we just came off our largest live event, and 
I was like, I loved every second of that. I had so much fun. And you know, from speaking and doing live events, like it's just like, you know, your message comes out in such a big way and, and you're stepping into your full power. Everything about that event was light and easy. And it became even just like financially one of the most successful things we've ever done. And I'm sitting there going like, this was easier than doing a launch. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, wow, like things really, I mean, so I'm constantly myself asking myself and looking at that awareness. It's like, is there still struggle there? And why is there a struggle there? And why is that feel like it's uphill. So, so I love this. And so it sounds like what we're going to do is we're, we're just going to get to the core of these, these drivers. And I want to say, cause I totally forgot to mention that you sent me a quiz before this episode that we're going to be giving to our listeners. We're going to link it up in the show notes and I'm going to tell them what I told you which is, oh, you know, you hear quiz. You're like, oh, fun, a little, you know, a little fun thing. Like, tell me a little bit about myself. No, this was painful. This was difficult. And I go into things, and you know this about me, like, all right, Sonia, rip me apart. Like, just tear into me, and let's get, get the gloves on, you know, roll up our sleeves and get to work. And I was resisting this, and I didn't want to look at it, and I wanted to, like, toss it across the room. It was tough. Oh, is, wow. Has that been your experience when you do this quiz or have others? You know, it can. And I just, on that note, encourage any of you who want to do this work and perhaps go take this quiz, just to keep this in mind, you know, we all have emotional drivers. This is not an indication there's anything wrong with you. If you're alive and you're human, you have this working in your subconscious. And it's not really an indication of anything that's really off. It's just how we got socialized as Mm -hmm. kids, you know, obviously growing up in our families and social environments as kids, we interact with others and we get a sense of ourselves. And through that experience, we develop these drivers. So, you know, a quick example, I I had a client who I just adored working with. She was fantastic. And one of her biggest emotional drivers was to be heard. And, you know, she was kind of embarrassed about it. She's like, I feel really reactive. Like if people interrupt me, I just, I can't take it. You know, or if I'm trying to get a point across in a meeting and I don't feel heard, you know, that is really frustrating for me. But as we dove into it a little deeper and looked at her background, she grew up in a family of a 11 children. So of Mm. course, not being heard was a very natural experience for her. You know, there was a lot of kids in the house and there's a lot going on. So, you know, as we looked at that, she realized, wow, this is just something that didn't get handled when I was a kid. I wasn't heard a lot. So it became a pretty strong emotional driver for me later in life. And that's true for all of us. You know, if you grew up in a family where there is a certain value system in place, I had another client, you know, who had a very strong sense of duty of doing the right thing. And when we looked at his background, of course, he grew up in a military family. So that was just part of their value system. So for him, that was important. And it really started to shape how he interacted with the world and what was important to him later in life. And it served him in many ways, but it also was sabotaging him in his business. So it's just important, I think, as you do this work to not take it personally, to treat it with curiosity. And truly, James, if you had that kind of reaction, it's probably an indication you're going to uncover something that's a total game changer for you. So it's all good. I've done this enough before that I was able to create some space to be like, okay, there's the part of me that is like a little baby kicking and screaming, getting into a tantrum. Like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Like, I don't want to clean my room. And then there's a part of me. It's like, wow, look at me like really resisting this and getting uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Um, But that's, but that's something I really want to dive deeper in is, is where these come from is, is not, oh, you were born this way and you're stuck this way. This is something that is happening in the early formative years through our experiences and our environment. That's so fascinating. I always geek out about that, right? So first off, if, if, if it's happening 
early in our environment, it means we can shift it or change it or do something about it, right? We're not. Yes, absolutely. And again, there's a kind of a light side and a dark side to these drivers. In many ways, they have served us very, very well. And in other ways, they're sabotaging us. So it's important to understand them and then do what we can to align so that they only serve us. Let's, going yeah, let's talk about that. And if you don't mind, yeah. we'll use the example of one of these drivers that you used of being hurt. So this is a driver, which means that for this individual, it is what? It is important that she is heard. That's, yes. that's the driver. So basically, there's the light side and the shadow side to that, I'm, I'm assuming. There's the yes. good and the yeah. bad. So let's start with the good. Why is this important that this has served her in some area of, of her life? Well, it really, in many ways, was a catalyst for where she ended up in her company. You know, she wanted to be heard. She had great ideas and she had vision and she wanted to share that and inspire other people. So that driver actually served her really well in terms of her career and where she recognized it was actually sabotaging her. It was just a real sensitive area for her. You know, she wanted to be heard. So again, if someone was interrupting her, you know, that wasn't just an interruption. It felt like a kind of a deep, visceral, personal attack because this is such a sensitive spot or, you know, if her her ideas, yeah, if her ideas weren't being honored, you know, in a meeting, it would really bum her out. You know, she'd leave the meeting feeling completely depressed. It wasn't that she didn't have great ideas. It's just that, you know, it may not have been appropriate for the time or there was other things on the agenda. So, you know, she was really looking at how her sensitivity to that was keeping her from feeling more balanced and doing a better job at work. I can imagine there's a deeper impact of that driver as well, that if your whole life, the context through which you live is focused on the need to be heard, that you're probably Mm -hmm. not doing a very good job of listening to others. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing. When you start going down the rabbit hole with these, you can see all of the subtleties, you know, of how these exchanges are affected by these drivers, how your relationships are affected, how your performance at work is affected, how your overall feeling about yourself, you know, and self-esteem is affected. So you're absolutely right. There's some nuances as you start reflecting on this that become really exciting and interesting. Yeah. So if you don't, if you're not a good listener, if you're not hearing others and making them feel heard, you can't be a good boss or a good leader. You can't be a good good spouse. Right. You can't right, be a good, exactly. I mean, it, that you see how this permeates every area of our, of our lives. So there's one other thing I want to look at here. So I've had some people on and we've discussed things like core beliefs, like I am worthy and I am loved and I am enough. And where does this fit into this? Is this kind of like the rule of which they have made up for themselves on how they will receive love or be considered worthy? Do you see where I'm going with this? That's a good question. I think these would dovetail with those core beliefs, but they are perhaps even more insidious because they truly are in some ways like little children, you know, like our drivers want attention. It's almost like if you imagined a bunch of children sitting in the front seat of the car, you know, fighting for the steering wheel. Sometimes you see kids trying to do that. You know, it's like, that's what those drivers are. They don't just affect the way we think they want to control. They want to control our decisions and our actions. And on some deep level, you know, they're really shaping how we show up in life. So that's a really interesting question. I think it definitely ties into, you know, that cognitive piece, but it's even deeper. It's an emotional piece. These drivers are trying to get satisfied. You know, they want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be expressed in our lives and they will hijack that car and point it in whatever direction serves them, which isn't, you know, you said that that analogy earlier, we want to be in the driver's seat of our car. Most times it's our unconscious emotional drivers that are driving that car. Yeah. And I want to ask a question because I get really curious, you know, 
and I don't know if you know the answer to this. Maybe it's just one of those things. It is what it is. But why is it unconscious? Like in, mm-hmm. I, in a moment, you're going to help us uncover these and you help me with this quiz. And I'm going to get real vulnerable and get real with y'all and share <laughs> like my, all my drivers. But these were like, oh, to me, they were like, oh, I did not see that. Do you have any mm-hmm. insight or idea? It's like, well, why is this hidden? Why is it something that we don't see? Well, I think because we're products of our environment, right? That saying the fish doesn't know it's in water. I mean, going back to our childhood, it's not like our parents necessarily had, you know, this uber level of awareness. They're just relating to us and communicating to us in many ways based on their needs, right? Mm -hmm. So we're products of the environment. And I think most human beings don't have this level of awareness, but where it shows up is symptoms. And that's where standing back at this point in life and kind of examining, you know, what are the symptoms in my life that something's off? Am I burned out? Am I overwhelmed? Am I not enjoying my work anymore? Do I have crummy relationships? You know, there's often going to be signs that something's off. And that's where we get invited in to look at the deeper stuff. So yeah, I think in our own defense as human beings, you know, we start off fairly unaware and products of our environment and we get the great gift as we get older to examine ourselves and really dive into what comprises, you know, what makes us tick the way we do. And I do want to point out that we're about to do that. And I want to acknowledge again, all of our listeners, because like Sonia is saying, most people don't do that. I think right. as entrepreneurs, we are just a weird, bizarre breed as it is. And it's so true. You find out, look, you've met my wife, Chelsea, and something shifted in her when she came to work in the business with me. She discovered, she just had this like light bulb moment. She goes, wow, I realized that the better I become as a human being, the better the business becomes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh. And like, cause she, she saw me reading personal development books and, and she's just like, yeah, that's not really for me. And then when she saw like, oh, wow, if I can manage my emotions better or have more focus and clarity and become more productive and if like, wow, that there is a real tangible result yes. from that work. And that's what's so yeah. exciting about this. Most people won't do that. So I really do acknowledge you guys because this is, it's not easy. I mean, I'd like to say that that's, it's a story that it can be easy, but for most of us, it's an experience of like, there's that fear and resistance and it takes courage and you know, you're not alone. And also what you said that I loved is like, we all have these, uh, right. doesn't make us wrong or broken it makes us yeah. human. On that note, let me chime in because that's absolutely true. You know, I think originally as entrepreneurs, we're often drawn to personal development and becoming more aware of ourselves because we recognize the link between that and the success of our business. Yeah. That was certainly my case. There's a financial reward for getting your emotional drivers enhanced, <laughs> so without true. a doubt. There is a performance reward, you know, and if you want to do it for those reasons, absolutely go for it. I think you'll find, though, the more you dive into this work and really discover some of those subtleties that are going on within you and, and do the, the work you know, required to shift that, that the money is great and the performance is great and the results are great. You certainly see shifts in all those directions, but it's really how you end up feeling. You know, it's your own personal experience that far outweighs all of that stuff. So there's many reasons to do it. And I think that's just a personal journey we're all on. Well, that was something too that I didn't realize for a long time. And it became such a simple, profound truth that at the end of the day, everything we're doing is to you know, because we believe we think it'll make us feel a better state or a better feeling or or emotion. And then, of course, you realize the simplicity of I could just feel that way right now that I don't don't need all these things in order to feel that way. And then that just kind of, well, for me, unlocked everything. So, okay, you have this quiz. 
We've linked it up in the show notes. It's sonyastringer.com forward slash what hyphen drives hyphen you. You can go to our show notes and just click it and get started. But we're going to ask that you go through the quiz at the end of listening to this episode. And we're going to use me, the guinea pig here to kind of share my experience of it. Is there anything else you want to add or how do you want to approach from here on out? No, I think that's it. You know, again, as you go through the quiz, it's pretty self-explanatory. There's some additional notes in there that will help you guide you through the process. But yeah, thanks for being so open, James. And why don't we just go through and look at what you discovered in terms of your emotional drivers. And then I have some questions just to kind of help you look at that from a more objective standpoint. Yes. You know, how are they serving you? How so are they not so to, to explain the experience and the process of the quiz is Sonia basically gives you a, a list of words and just kind of like, and that was a really important piece too, is like, get out of your head with it. And just like, what do you feel? And what are you drawn towards? And what's coming up for you as you look at these, you know, that first gut instinct. So there's three pages of words that she's giving me. And I'm just kind of scanning them. And I've just circled the ones that came up. And then she asks to choose the top eight. And I just I wrote them down my top eight, not in any particular order. And then I looked at one or two. And I noticed a lot of them are very similar. Yes. There were one or two that were like, yeah, those are the core ones. Those, that's yeah. the person driving the bus. <laughs> that's, a lot of times. that's That is so awesome. And yeah, just on that note, as you scan through the list, everyone, you'll notice they're kind of broken into themes and some of the words are very close, but interestingly enough, one of those words might resonate more with you than the other. So there's a variation on some of those themes. So yes. that's exactly the way to approach this. You know, don't overthink it. Just ask yourself, what's important to me? What do I need in my life to feel good? What do I need in my life to feel like I'm doing a great job to feel fulfilled or just to really be able to perform? well at work. And as you go through and scan it, some of those words will, will leap off the page. Yeah. Circle as many of them as you'd like. Some people go through and they have all kinds of, you know, words circled. Others might just have a handful. So it's a totally personal thing. And I love what you said, James, you know, some of them are really obvious. And if you have a reaction to any of them, if part of you is like, oh, I don't want to admit that that's important to me. That's probably one of your top drivers. So go ahead and yes. circle it. So yes. yeah, it's it's a revealing process in and of itself. And then if you can go through and, and create a bit of a hierarchy, you should end up with, you know, kind of top eight, top five drivers. And, and those are generally the key pieces to your behavior and what's happening in your life. Yeah. So can I share mine? Yes, please. So go ahead. what I, what I really, what I wrote down the top eight in no particular order. And then I just scanned through them and I said, what, what's the number one? What's the, what's that domino that when I knock this one out, the other ones will fall. And that was to be right. Mm -hmm. And as I look at the other ones, I'm going to share the other ones. It's being heard, just like the example we gave. Yep. Well, being heard is similar to being right. Cause you want mm -hmm. someone to hear your right answer, right? You want them to hear your opinion and your thoughts. And, and then another one is being respected. Cause I've noticed that, in my language sometimes like, man, that person was really disrespectful. It's mm -hmm. like, well, who says that they need to respect you? Right. You know, and you start, but yeah. then, and then it's like, oh, well to be respected would mean to be right. You know? Mm. So like, wow, I see that connected. And then there's being understood to, mm. to me. Mm. That's being right as well. It's like, well, when they understand you, they understand that you're right. You know, it's a, very similar to me. I see them as all connected. And then even a big one for me of being liked, which I've talked about in the past is like one path to being liked is to be right or to have the right answer for someone. You know, when someone can come to me with help and I've got the right answer, 
mm-hmm. boom mm-hmm. but so at, at the end of the day like there were a couple others that are like kind of independent of themselves like one is to be independent i'm very big on my independence that's why i'm an entrepreneur i don't want anyone telling me what to do and then being stable there's definitely been a theme in my life of always looking for a homeostasis and even just like it's more like being in control and i understand the illusion of control and then there was a driver of make it happen but that uh, being right is definitely uh at the interesting top. yeah and they are you may find all of you as you go through that there's some that are very similar they're just some nuances to it that resonate in slightly different ways so would that be one of your top drivers then james is to be right yes Okay, cool. So can we take a look at that? Yes. He's so open, by the way. <laughs> Just bearing his soul here yeah. on the Hopefully I get podcast. hopefully when you ask me these questions I'll be right. So Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And just so you know, there's no wrong answers. Darn. Oh, goodness. Well, I am curious. I mean, there's, I don't know how many, I didn't count them, but there's, like you said, three pages of, yeah. quote, drivers listed on that page. So why do you sense that would be one of your top ones? Like if you were to look back at your childhood or your original family dynamics, or maybe even how you were socialized through school, could be a couple of key relationships you had when you were younger. Like, where did that come from, do you think? Well, if we're asking where did it come from? There's two things. I think my family and my father especially really valued the importance of intelligence. So grades were so important. I hear, I heard him, I would experience him. And again, I'm saying all this, not, there's nothing wrong with my dad. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like my dad messed me up guys. Like, right. you know, I'm really not. I'm just sharing from my environment is that yeah. I noticed him really valuing intelligence. And I, I would hear the way he talked about others as he respected people more who had a better education, who had higher IQs, who got their doctorates and you know, all mm. these things. And so there was this like value and sense of worth that I saw on intelligence. And so that would be about being smart and having the right answer. That's, Mm -hmm. that's one piece. There was another side, both my parents I've noticed. And then I just picked this up as well. None of us in our family are very good at saying the words, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And so I never learned how to be wrong. Mm-hmm. No one ever wanted to admit they were wrong. No one ever said, you know what, I'm sorry. And that is something that being in relationships and being in marriage, that's been my biggest lesson and breakthrough was like mm-hmm. how to be okay with being wrong and mm-hmm. saying those dreaded words. <laughs> it's silly for a lot of people. That's not dreaded words, but it was for me. That was my experience is, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I was wrong. And that, Interesting. and even just saying that now, I feel there is a attachment to that of like, I'm not even saying I'm wrong about anything. I'm just saying the words <laughs> I, I'm wrong, Sonia. And that's I just don't admit it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's that's challenging. So that's what I would. If you were asking me, that's what I would think. That makes total sense. Totally clear. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing, you know, I assume you have a great deal of love for both your parents and it would be natural that you would likely identify even more with your dad being the son. And so the things he values, of course, would be imprinted on you as a kid. So that desire to be right, to know things, to be respected, it's all kind of wrapped up in a very similar bow. And it makes a lot of sense that that would be yeah. something that would be important to you yeah. in your life. And in I really, ways. I yeah. really hope it doesn't come across as like, there is something wrong with him or I think mm-hmm. there's something like, mm-hmm. I, I love my dad and I think he's extraordinary. 
Mm-hmm. That was just what I learned. And he mm-hmm. probably learned that from his dad who learned that from his dad. Right. And I've just come to a place where I know we're all perfect in our flawed ways. <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, how does that show up for you in life and in business when you feel, quote, right, when you feel like you have the answers, when you feel somewhat respected because of that? Like, how do you feel affected by that? How do you feel? How do you act? Yeah, that's the hard one for me to answer. But I'll give you I'll give you an example. And you lead me here. Right before we got on this call, I got an email from one of the other members of the mastermind that we're in. Mm-hmm. And that. I'm going to read the email to us one sentence. Basically they in, we did a hot seat in the last mastermind and I, this person was having an issue with launching one of their offers and, and it just wasn't going well. And I, I said, I've got a strategy for you. I want you to try out. And I shared it to him. I said, let me follow up with you and I'll, I'll map it out and I'll, and just, just go and try this. They'd only gotten like a, like 30 members the first time they did it. And it was just like, we were really bummed. So they went home. They, they tried this. They just sent me an email and it says, OMG, we just ended up with 379 new members. Mm. Holy shit, man. You really are a genius. <laughs> and <laughs> told you. And, the and like, guys in the room. obviously like that plays to my ego and that feels really good. But it's like that yeah. whole like something of like, woohoo, he's right. You know, it was like <laughs> really going off. That's like in the positive of how it has served me is like, I want to give a client, a friend, a student, anyone the right thing that's going to help them. Mm. So I don't know if that's exactly what you were looking for, but that that's what first came up for me is that like, you know, there's that experience of having been right, I guess for somebody. Right. And I said, Hey, try it this way. And I promise it'll turn things around. I was right. I was right. Is that, yeah. what, is that what you're looking Absolutely. for? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And that's true for all of us. Like when these drivers are being expressed or honored, they're present in our life to some degree, yeah. we feel good. Like we feel awesome. You know, we feel on top of our game and life is good. So that's a perfect indication of you feeling right. Like you had quote the right answer, right? And it feels good. It feels good to be able to help people and provide something that's valuable in that way. And again, this driver, I'm sure has served you in many ways, James. Like I wouldn't doubt that it's one of the reasons you are one of the smartest guys in the room because you value information, you value strategy, you value finding the answer, right? Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but why, like how else have you seen this serve you? It drives me to be a continual student. Mm -hmm. It drives me to keep learning and finding the answers and learning again. And yeah, definitely. It, It drives a lot of the personal growth for me, sure, I think. Sure. But yeah, it's motivating in that sense. And um, you wouldn't, I'm sure, have ex- be experiencing the success that you are personally and be impacting the, as many lives as you are if that wasn't a core emotional drive. Yeah, yeah, because because it, it's not about necessarily, in some senses it is, but in, in a lot of senses it's like, okay, I see that there's that driver to be right, but what if it's like that example I gave you, it's mm-hmm. the right support or answer or help or feedback or coaching for a student. So it's very positive. It can have a very positive impact in that it's, it's helping people. And when, mm-hmm. it, when it helps people, you know, they spread the word and mm-hmm. they get results and, and that grows the business. And yeah, so there are, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely a ton of positive impact. Yeah. Brilliant. There's, there's also so some look, negative. <laughs> yeah. Let's look on the flip side then. Yeah. So how is it sabotaging you or what's the cost? What's the dark side yeah. of this emotional driver? For example, <sighs> no, when got, you feel that you're not right. Yeah. Yeah. How does okay, that impact well, so you? First, so first off, there are times that 
if I'm in a place where I feel like I could be wrong, I won't share anything. Yes. Right. So maybe something that someone did need or something that I should have spoken up about when, but being at risk for being wrong, I didn't speak up at all. That's the first one. There's a lot here. So I'm going to go fast. The second one is definitely that if I have to be right at times, it makes someone else wrong. And that can really impact when you're working with a team. Yes. When you're married, (laughs) right? When you, you have family and friends is that it oftentimes they feel like, that they're wrong because of me, right? Or that I've made them wrong. In fact, that's how a lot of my coaching used to come off when I would take everything I'm learning and want to like, quote unquote, fix my friends and family. All I was doing was making them wrong for who they were. Right. And that doesn't help them at all. But here's another one. This is the biggest one, I think, and the deepest one for me internally is that if I have to be right, I'm not giving myself any permission to be wrong. And Mm. when I don't do that, I have no self love. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving myself permission to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. There's no grace for myself. There is, there's no self love. And that means I'm super hard on myself, which is, I am, I'm, I, I tell people I'm a recovering workaholic, but I'm ultimately, I'm a recovering like person that's been really hard on himself. Yeah. But also too, that, prevents you from doing some of the things that are riskier Mm -hmm. that are more of a gamble and in entrepreneurship you can't grow without some risk you know in business so there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of you know consequence there yeah great insights amazing and i just want to chime in you know that one of holding back because knowing you personally and observing you in the mastermind you know i'm I'm being very sincere when i say you're one of the smartest guys in the room and you're also one of the quietest guys in the room well now you now you know why (laughs) now i know why yeah and once i got to know you you know and recognize just the level of brilliance that you have it's like why isn't this guy hogging the mic more you know you should be the one up in front of the room a lot more than you are and i and i can totally appreciate why that may not always be comfortable for you, especially if that is an emotional driver. You yeah. want to be right. You know, don't risk sounding off or right. having a suggestion. Right, because like, means- we, if we talk one-on-one, it's one thing if it's just you that yeah. thinks I'm wrong. But if it's 50 people in a room, like, oh, man, that's... Yeah. You know, it's the me yeah. against the crowd. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I would bet it would show up with your team a lot. You know, my sense is you've got a pretty strong team and that there is room there for people to do their jobs and be creative. However, knowing that that is still something you're working on, I bet there's some something that's being communicated on some level that probably prevents them from being as creative as they could because you're the guy that has all the right answers, right? Yeah. Or yeah. they perceive that you're the guy with the right answers. They so, may not want to challenge you. Here's a great example. We just, we just launched a new coaching program and I have two of my members on my team stepping in as head coaches. And I did these little welcome videos where I basically interviewed them so they could, the members and students could learn more about our coaches. And I did a lot of like fun joking questions. And one of the questions was, what is it that annoys you the most about James? And uh, what is it about James that annoys you the most? And one of my coaches answers was like, you know, you'll do something that you're really proud of, that you put your heart and soul into it and you'll present it to James and he'll be really nice about it. He'll say, that was great. But you secretly know that he's going to take it and make it way better (laughs) or make it his way or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you wish you'd just leave it alone. So, Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. It's it's all great learning, right? It's just all awareness to oh, recognize totally. all the ways this is working for you and also places it's is perhaps stopping you and and I really appreciated what you touched on. That's, you know, my experience 
perhaps the greatest opportunity that comes with this kind of driver is to realize that the great creativity that we can access in life and business doesn't really come from what we know. It comes from that space beyond what we know, Mm, right? So if you're really attached to being right, my sense is that you're not tapping in to this enormous well of creativity that is only available when we're willing to not know things anymore, when we're willing to admit we know nothing then we start to discover, you know, ideas and answers that lie beyond our mind. And so if we're really attached to being right and having all the answers, we just never get there. Yes. And I really appreciate what you said, too. You know, if if you're attached to being right so you can, quote, feel good about yourself, yeah, you're not going to risk. You're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to experiment. And I'm actually really excited for you because I look at what you've created in your life to date And it's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, if you could get past this, if you can allow yourself to, quote, you know, go for the crazy ideas or risk failure in a bigger way or just allow yourself to not know and explore from that place. And and just be be okay with being wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think a part of it is like that there's like a life or death association with like if you're wrong, you're dead kind of, you know, and it's just like it's so bad. But it's not silly. Absolutely. And, you know, as you work on this, you may find that you graduate to a different level of perspective, that there isn't even, quote, right and wrong. There's just ideas, right? And some work in this way and some work in that way. And that's a whole different way to relate to yourself, the business, the world at large, right? It kind of gets us out of that right-wrong mentality. And that's where things really flow. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Well, let me share a couple. I mean, I'm happy to admit one of mine, which, Mm. you know, I still am working on to some degree, but it was one that I had no idea was affecting me at the level that it did. And it's around support. You know, that's another core driver for a lot of people. And I think as entrepreneurs, this can be a killer one because, again, like you, I had amazing parents and all kinds of love and encouragement and support as a kid, but I didn't have some of the specific like mentoring support that I needed. And that became kind of the way I related to my life. And, you know, what's interesting about these emotional drivers is not only do they affect how we feel, but I think they really do affect what we attract into our lives as well. So I was constantly finding myself in situations where I quote, didn't have support. You know, I didn't have the right people around me. I didn't have the right team. I didn't have access to resources. And I would continue to tell my kind of poor me story, you know, it's just not out there. It's not available. And I finally got enough feedback, you know, to realize, wow, this is actually something that's going on inside of me. And so as I started to realize, wow, this is just one of those crazy unconscious patterns, you know, that I've picked up. It's a belief, it's a driver, and it's really driving me, you know, in certain ways to go out and find more support in my life. And, you know, I, I, as I started working on it, I realized that, I was attracting a whole different kind of experience into my life. Suddenly support started showing up from everywhere. You know, I had all kinds of resources that came spilling into my life, but it only came from like recognizing it and starting to do the work to change that. So can I ask a question? Sure. Was the, yeah. was the driver then that, or the belief was around that I don't, what was it? I don't need support. I can't get the support. I can't, yeah, I can't find the supporter. It's not available uh, to me yeah. in some way. You know, I sort of created this, this, story around it that became my reality. And I think that's one of the things about these drivers too, is they really create blind spots for us because 
to some degree, there was a reality to that in my life. You know, I didn't necessarily have the access to the resources or the support I needed early on, but I also wasn't recognizing it when it was there. You know, I'd be in a group mm. that had all kinds of support available in that group, but because I was telling the story, you know, kind of affected by that driver, yeah. I wasn't recognizing it. I wasn't tapping into it. And then it. that becomes so your reality. And if someone tries to argue reality, it, yeah. you're like, and, no, and, see, I have physical proof. This is the exactly. evidence. Exactly. Don't get no support here. What's yeah. going on? <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's powerful. And for entrepreneurs, I mean, there's we're all such unique people. And, and truly, these drivers, you know, why I really want to encourage you to do this quiz and kind of go through it is as you get more clarity on even your top eight, your top five, it's like having the combination to your greatest potential. You know, if you think of a combination lock, James, how you've got to spin the numbers and move it in a particular pattern, right, for it to open. Once you know what your drivers are, you have the combination to yourself and you are able to work with yourself in a way that unlocks a level of potential and effectiveness that you've never experienced before. So it's really fascinating, you know, to kind of examine these and get into them more deeply. And there are some common ones. I mean, for entrepreneurs, it's not uncommon for most of us to be driven by the need to achieve. You know, that's often why we become entrepreneurs because we love to achieve and it gives us this, you know, open playground to create those kinds of results. To be recognized is a very common driver. To be heard is not uncommon. Independent, like you said, you know, respected. So there's certainly a number of them and they serve us in all kinds of ways and they also sabotage us in all kinds of ways. So just the clarity around this alone is often pretty powerful. Yeah. And that is the challenge. And I'm hoping that you can kind of take us through a little bit of process of what you do once you uncover these, because I think a lot of successful people will find their drivers and say, and that was, I mean, I remember that for me having a moment like that, where you're like, you see all the benefits of it and you're like you're almost like afraid to let this go you're afraid right. to live without it because of all of that it's brought you it's like oh well if it's allowed me if recognition is this thing or to be achievement is this driver but look at what i've done because of it look at what i've <laughs> achieved because of that am i going to go to some lazy like cheeto eating netflix binging yeah. <laughs> couch potato when i drop it or or work through it so can we talk about that like yeah what do yeah, we do, do once we know these drivers. Yeah. Once you have awareness, then what, right? Well, definitely. I think it's worthy of looking at all the ways they serve you, but also being very clear on how they're sabotaging you. Because for most of us, we are not graduating to the next level of result, performance, success, or even just personal fulfillment and evolution because of these drivers. You know, we've kind of gone as far as we can go. So it's really helpful to examine them and find ways to heal them or align with them. Because like I said, they're kind of like children. You know, they're begging for attention. They're jostling in the front seat of your car trying to get control. And if you learn how to placate them to some degree or work with them, you know, you will be the one in control. You're not necessarily subconsciously being driven by these forces anymore. And there's three simple things you can do. And you've already talked about the first one. I mean, just awareness. Awareness is curative. Just being aware of your drivers will create change. Because once you start observing that pattern in yourself, you're no longer in the pattern. So James, for you, you know, if you notice you're experiencing some conflict with the team or in your relationships because you have that need to be right and you just observe your reaction or your experience and you're like what's behind this it's like ah there's that need to be right thing going on again right just that awareness starts to create shifts well and And, and i think based off, off of that as well is from that awareness creating acknowledgement in mm-hmm. that like 
you know, I can clean up a situation if I was triggered or just reacted from that driver, I can go back and be like, Hey, I just, I realized like I was out of line because I was just trying to be right. And I, my rightness was threatened and I apologize. And so I think there's, there is a definitely action we can take from that awareness, even if you're still in it. Cause I think it'd be like, I see it, but I can't, I'm still doing the thing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And like you said, having compassion for yourself, right? Mm. It doesn't quote mean you're wrong. It's like, okay, there's a piece of me that's trying to get met. It's driving my decisions and it's not really serving me in this moment. So I'm going to notice it. I'm going to work around it. And just by being aware, you know, we often will make different decisions. You know, quick example, I had a client who was just absolutely brilliant in her position in her company. And she would often get asked to speak for different departments. And she had a really hard time saying no. And, you know, we would be talking on the phone. She's like, I did it again. You know, I'm so busy and I've got way too many things on my own plate and I've been asked to speak and I just couldn't say no. So as we started digging into it, she realized one of her top drivers was recognition Mm. and just that awareness alone. You know, the next time she'd be asked, she would feel like she would be pulled to say yes, but she would just have the awareness to say, you know what, I would love to. And I just, I'm not able to commit to that right now. So you know, it can take a little time and self-awareness, but paying attention to our behaviors and our feelings and even keeping a journal, you know, noticing, oh yeah, these are the top drivers and here's how they're continuing to show up in my life. The more you are aware of the pattern, the faster it dissolves. Especially, especially the more you're aware of the negative consequences of the driver. Yeah. It's kind of motivating reason to be like, I should stay conscious and aware of this driver and when it shows up. Yeah, absolutely. And the second thing, like I mentioned before, these drivers want attention. That's why they're being so persistent, you know, and how they're trying to express themselves in our lives. So giving them attention will actually placate them. For example, you know, we can have these blind spots, like I said, and I've worked with some very successful people who are driven to achieve and they are almost compulsive about it and they know it, you know, they want to take time off. They have a hard time taking time off. They're neglecting their families. They have a hard time, you know, justifying taking time away from work. And if you look at the evidence in their life that they are quote achieving, it's everywhere, but they never really stop to pay attention to it. And so that is another powerful step. You know, if we stop and really look at these drivers and how they are currently alive and well in our lives. You know, they are present, they are getting met. We just maybe haven't really taken the time to let it in. And so that's another great exercise. You know, if you do any journaling to just notice how this driver is already being met, you know, I've already achieved in all of these areas of my life in all of these ways. And just by really taking time to acknowledge that and let it in at a core level, you know, that driver will start to placate because it's like, okay, I think I'm getting met now. You know, we, we can see that this is actually happening. I love it. That's so good. And then, you know, the other thing, this can take a little creativity and courage, and it's definitely a worthwhile exercise if you feel up to it. But, you know, we ultimately are getting these drivers met internally, but we can certainly benefit from other people's assistance. So if it's appropriate to invite other people in to help you, you know, acknowledge this driver or get it met in more healthy ways. That can certainly be helpful too. For example, you know, if recognition is important to you or to people on your team, James, you know, if that's something that you notice drives them, 
you may want to build in recognition to every single team call or every meeting. You know, you probably do that to some degree already, but that's also where this information can be really helpful because you start to recognize what drives your team or your prospects or your key vendors. And, you know, when you can make that a more conscious part of your relationship or your experience with them, you know, you're helping them get their drivers met, which will only bring out the best performance in them. Oh, so um, good. You know, being included is is sometimes a common driver, and that's a hard one to kind of meet within yourself. But if you went to the people in your life, your trusted friends or your family members and said, you know, I'm working on some things and I realize it's really important for me to be included. So the next time you're making plans, if it's appropriate and you'd like me around, would you please be sure to include me? And just by extending the invitation, you know, and that person hearing it again and again, suddenly one day they just aren't driven in the same way because they got that they were included. You know, there was a part of that driver that got enough attention that it just dissolved. So, you know, these kinds of steps can certainly create a sense of vulnerability in us, but it can also enrich your business relationships and your personal relationships in the most profound ways, because you start initiating these conversations, you know, and like you're doing right now, James, you know, just being so transparent. I know when my clients have done it, it's just opened up a deep level of intimacy with other people and really allowed them to also examine some of the things that are driving them, you know, and, and I've done it myself. I mean, the support one, you know, there were key people I went into to, to in my life and said, this is a really important important driver. And here's how I'd like you to support me. And that's another piece, you know, don't be afraid to be specific. Like there's a specific way I needed to be supported. There might be a specific way someone else needs to be included or appreciated. So, you know, don't be afraid to inform people about what you need. But I know for the people that have helped me with that, you know, it's just been an honor for them. And it's been such a gift for me. And it really took our relationship to a whole new level. So obviously, you want to be appropriate, you know, and how you choose people to support you on this, but definitely is helpful to invite in that kind of support from other people. Well, you know what's fascinating about these three processes that you shared, which I love, by the way, is I was kind of expecting, and maybe this is the like, the make it happen, left brain, masculine, male version right. side of me that's like, okay, now that we've identified these drivers, how the hell do we get rid of them? How do we cut yeah. them out, <laughs> like cut out the cancer and like destroy them and then move forward? And yeah. you like didn't say anything like that, which is great because I always am mm-hmm. a big fan of that, you know, like what you push against pushes back, right? What you yes. resist persists. So it's just about awareness and attention and, mm-hmm. and honoring yes. the drivers. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And when we relate to them from that place of compassion, you know, the whole dynamic changes, right? And, you know, I was telling James before we started the podcast, I actually went and did this quiz myself recently. And it's interesting. Some of the things were, that were just you know, significant emotional drivers for me five, 10 years ago have completely disappeared from my life. So there's, there's a few others now that are surfacing, which is kind of interesting. Wait, you're not, but you're telling me you're not this perfect, not, like driverless, no. I know it's human, hard to believe enlightened believe. person, <laughs> no, <laughs> transcended no. being. Yeah. So, but, you know, and, and as human beings, we'll probably always be driven to some degree by certain things, but definitely as you do this work, you'll find you're more at peace. You're more at choice you're more fulfilled. You start making choices that honor you instead of, you know, living your life according to other people's preferences. And definitely in terms of what you create in your business and what you attract into your life, it can be just radical. You know, the difference that starts to occur as a byproduct of doing this work. So I'm thrilled to share it. I'm glad it's resonated with you, James, so much. Oh, it so has. So again, not only because, because you gave this directly to me, not only is Sonia going to give you the quiz, but there's which is the three pages of finding out what your drivers are. But there's the process that she took me through live 
and just some follow-up stuff from you know how to find how to discover how these drivers are impacting you and then how to align with these drivers not destroy them eradicate them and blow them out of the water but how to align with the drivers so you get back in the driver's seat and they don't run your life i mean i have this i printed it out this is it's amazing oh i'm so glad i'm yeah. so glad to hear that yeah it's about 11 pages so it's, it's 11 a, pages it's, a nice it's, it's awesome and again it's sonyastringer.com forward slash what hyphen drives hyphen you again we're going to link that up in the show notes i think everybody should go grab that take the quiz see what your drivers are and work on how we can be aligned with that i think this work is so important and it's so aligned with the conversation we're always having here on the mind your business podcast and Sonia, this was such a treat to have you and to take us through this process. And yeah, it was a little scary. Okay, I'll admit, I was, I was a little <laughs> nervous. I was a little freaked out. But what's funny, what's interesting is that I'm not scared now. And that's always the irony, right? That yes, yeah. the fear was there leading up to it. Like the closer we got to like, okay, she's going to ask me about these. That That's where the fear was present. And now I actually feel lighter. I feel good. I, I mean, there's something definitely therapeutic and cathartic about like, well, I just admitted this to thousands of listeners that are going to be listening to this and, and I'm still alive. Well, it hasn't gone live yet at the moment of the recording, but I think I'll still be alive and you know, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. And it's funny. It's funny how some of that stuff just like, it's like the same type of fear you think you would feel as if you actually feel like your life is, is in danger. Like your, your actual livelihood is being threatened. And it's so, it's so silly. We're, I don't know. I think human beings and the human condition will always fascinate me. Yeah. For the rest. Well, of and I applaud you, James. Thanks for having me on. And also just the example you're setting to all your listeners and to others in this space to be as committed as you are to your personal growth and to really being, you know, as open as you are to the process of learning and embracing ideas that may feel or seem a little offbeat. You know, I just applaud you. It really is a great testimony to the level of consciousness you already have. Thank you. I appreciate that. Are there any final words, final thoughts, anything else you want to share with our listeners or have them do before we call this episode complete? You know, I think the only last comment I'd have would be not to underestimate the power of this work. As simple as it is and as obvious sometimes as these ideas may be, as you go through and work with them. I mean, again, I've done this for years with myself and with clients, and I can't overstate enough the impact that this work can have on your life and your results and your experience. So, yeah, just I'd really encourage you go through it, come back to it, revisit it in three months share it with people and yeah, just see how it transforms your life. Sonia Stringer, ladies and gentlemen, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Sonia, thank you for being here and we'll see you guys all next time on the mind your business podcast. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com 
forward slash activate and we can get started right now.